Hi babes, welcome back. I'm Daniel. And I'm Garrett. And we're your hosts of Modern Gaze. On today's episode, we're talking about the honeymoon phase in relationships. We're exploring that initial burst of euphoria, that science behind why we feel so head over heels during those early days, and the inevitable question on everyone's mind, how can we make this feeling last, or is it gone forever? Speaking about honeymoon phases, we never went on a honeymoon. We never went on a honeymoon for the reason of we spent too much money on our wedding. It was going to be somewhere tropical. It was going to be somewhere fabulous. Like all I wanted was a lava flow, coconut cocktail. A lava flow? What's a lava flow? It, they probably serve it at every hotel in Hawaii. Oh. <laughs> but you're sitting by the pool. You're tanning. You have your drink. It's just like you're just sitting, chilling, tanning with the love of your life and you're in this honeymoon. So- Let's get straight to the point. Three top destinations you would have wanted to go for our honeymoon. Go. Hawaii, obviously. I'm already thinking that. Bali. Uh-huh. Or like the Maldives or something. Like okay. white sand beaches was yeah. a prerequisite. Okay. What about you? Oh, Europe somewhere. So I'd want to go to maybe like a Greece or a Mykonos yes. or somewhere on an yes. island. That would yes. be delicious. I'm regretting my decisions now. That was a good one. Hush, darling. Hush. This is my moment. <laughs> Um, I would say Greece, like Mykonos Islands somewhere. Um, maybe Hawaii. Hawaii is also probably on my list. And maybe the Bahamas. Bahamas. Okay. Yeah. I, like the, the Bahamas. I think yeah. um, I've always wanted to go to the Bahamas. So that'd probably be on my list as well. Correct. I wouldn't want to go somewhere cold. Uh-uh. I want the heat. I want the vitamin D. I want to be soaking up those rays. How much vitamin D you want? I want a lot of vitamin D. Lots of tanning. Lots right? of tanning. So And cocktails. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Long Islands. Oh my God. <laughs> my idea of a great honeymoon, I should say, is you wake up, you have breakfast with a view, looking at the ocean, looking at some mountains, you have a freshly squeezed orange juice. Like that is my, you have blue waters, you have a sun, you have clear blue skies, and you have your freshly squeezed orange juice. Then you have your like acai bowl with some granola and yogurt and your Birchley muesli. Then we have sexual times and then we shower, we start fresh, then we tan, we drink the cocktails round two, then we have dinner, we're tanned, we're like feeling fresh, wet hair, you know, that wet look. Yeah. And then you like, sleep, a, like a, like a, like low, a robe look, like a low shirt. Yeah, you're buttoning like shorts. a button up shirt that's like buttoned all the way down. To like yeah, the last you have button. your broken stocks on, you have your thongs, you have your sandals, you have your flip flops, <laughs> or you have whatever you need. Yeah. That, and then you have your nice dinner, you go to bed. And you do it again. You do, and it, you again. do it again. And you do it again. And the other prerequisite is, of course, it has to have a bath. Okay, so bath time. I need a bath. Sexy time. Lots of sun. Orange lots of juice, drinks. Fresh squeezed orange juice. Cocktails. Repeat. Repeat. Your turn. Uh, ditto. That ditto. was easy. Right. Yeah, that's basically the same page. That's the same. What we're talking about today, the honeymoon phase. The honeymoon phase. It starts a lot earlier than what you would imagine because it's not like just when you get married or you go on a honeymoon after a you know certain amount of things have happened in your relationship the honeymoon phase actually started from when people used to get married they used to say that the honeymoon phase doesn't last too long so you better enjoy it so the honeymoon phase wasn't even supposed to start until you you actually sealed got the married. deal, got married. Now that's your honeymoon phase. And it could be the two weeks that you're going on vacation correct. or it could be potentially two years or maybe longer. That is correct. So now we think about 
the honeymoon phase a lot earlier from dating, know, from, from when you meet someone, really, you go on the first you date, meet someone, right? Yeah, exactly. How long would you say that our honeymoon phase lasted? I think, I mean, it's still going, but like realistically, like, let's be real. Like how would, how long would you say it lasted? I think we had a few honeymoon phases. I think we actually oh. had a six month honeymoon phase when we first met. In the first six months, there was a lot of transition, a lot of change. There was a lot of challenges, but we stayed in that honeymoon phase, I think, romantically and mm-hmm. like in a, as in a, in a relationship. Yeah. Um, and then... We were stressed. Life so our got cortisol real. Levels. Cortisol levels were up. Life got real. And I, I think that when we had found balance, and we'll go into more detail, when we found balance, it was, that was when we actually got back into the honeymoon phase. Mm. And we kind of p- picked up where we left off. I see that, actually. I'm now thinking about it. I think I said to you that I felt like our honeymoon phase had lasted 24 months, two years. Yeah. But now realistically thinking about it, I think it was maybe four or six months. Yeah, and we're coming up to two years married, seven years together. But before we move forward, uh-huh. I just want to say again, thank you for the honeymoon phase that we're in with Modern Gaze because our listeners are the most amazing people. I mean, all you guys are giving us lots of love, sharing your feedback, giving us some ideas on what kind of episodes that you want to have in the future, as well as what you think about what we're talking about, you know, and that is really valuable to us. So please keep doing that. We have a newsletter, subscribe to it. And whatever you're listening to this podcast on, please give us five stars, a rating and share the love. Us gays, we just know how to do stuff. Well, what about modern gays? That's easy. Modern gays do everything. So think of this. You meet someone, you DM them, you slide into the DMs, you send them a little, you know, like a little notification on whatever application device. What is it when you pay to like have that extra boost? Like a super like. A super like, wow. Yeah, so you send someone a super like. Yeah, you get that, you go on your first date and then what happens? Your heart's racing. Your heart's racing, you're getting a bit sweaty. The dopamine is running up on you. The oxytocin is running up. You're like feeling that rush, right? You're feeling euphoric. Yeah. Like it's that high. And that is the first signs of the honeymoon phase. Is it? Yes. Well, that's the chemical and the chemicals within our brain that bring on Correct. the feelings of the honeymoon, Correct. honeymoon phase, I guess. That is right. So the first signs of the honeymoon phase is that essentially your partner is like the shining light. They are pure perfection and they can do no wrong. Right. So you don't see any flaws. You don't see... No red flags. Authentic, vulnerable person. You see someone that is almost perfect in that your is, eyes. So well, you don't necessarily know who they are yet, but to you with the chemicals and the, what's happening in your brain, you're feeling like it can be the one, the one, they are the one. So essentially your brain is flooded with all of these positive chemicals to give you this rush. And to be honest, some people also might not feel that rush and that high straight away as well, because some people just sometimes have a lot of interests and things in common with the other individual, and they might not feel that rush or that excitement on their first date. They just might have a really fun, casual conversation with one another. I think in dating and like as you're meeting people, even in our own experiences, Mm -hmm. when you meet someone, your guard is up a bit. You, know, uh-huh. you have to protect your heart. You have to protect whatever has happened in your life that has caused a bit of trauma that you're still dealing with. Most people have a little bit of something. Right. You know, we're all quite complex people. Correct. But 
at the heart of meeting someone and you connect with and you click with them and there's maybe something that is special. There's the energy. It's that thing. It's, you don't, you can't really describe it. You're obviously attracted to them and there is this chemistry that's going on. Those dopamine like levels are already spiking and you're already starting The hormones to, are spiking the, up. The hormones are alive. They are enraging. Especially if the scent is on point because we just talked Ooh, about you know, armpits and yeah. scent and how oh. those pheromones attract us, right? Well, I think there's two types of scents, not to go sidetrack. There's two types of scents. You're either going to go and have a sexual scent with the sweatiness or you're going to have a Lalabo stunning Byredo scent that's very like high-end smell fresh and clean. Right. So this is, again, maybe a part of the honeymoon. You don't know the scent. It's covered by a cologne or so a perfume. Can you get, so can you get into a honeymoon phase with someone you're just having sex with? It, yeah, and I rush. think, of course, that's what turns into that kind of lust. But going back to the honeymoon phase, I think that these are relationships that are mostly characterized by, I don't know, like this intense sense of infatuation mm -hmm. and euphoria. Uh-huh where everything about that partner, right, seems perfect. That's right. The experience is heightened because of that sexual energy and the desire to be, I don't know, together or naked, doing other things together. Oh, okay. And it, this phase can last for weeks. It can last for... Days, months. Months, and in some cases, years. But it tends to decline as time goes on, as you start to face those challenges, maybe you've been paying the bill every single time you've been going out. Mm -hmm. And at some point you're like, are they going to pick it up? So like, essentially your partner starts to frustrate the shit out of you. And then you're just kind of like waiting for them to like do some behavior that you would like them to do. You want them to step their pussy up. <laughs> Literally, or just open their wallet. Right. Or, oh, show me that money, daddy. And to be honest, like that is one of those very key early dating moments. Like maybe you're all about chivalry or you like to be taken care of. You like to have the door open for you. Right. Like, and if that person isn't doing those things for you, then you start to pay much more attention to, is this my person or mm. do I like this thing about them? And you start to see who they really are. You start to see a better picture. Yeah. I think when we first met. Yes. Let's get there. You had this very cool energy about you, uh -huh. very bright, like energetic, almost kind of like you're almost like a little kid. I was that bright was so and cool. happy and so uh fun and so fresh and so like alive with energy. Okay. You had, you were a da full-time dancer at the time right. and you were just coming off with this like swag. I had swag? You had swag. Wow. And I think that we had this like really fun connected experience because I really like full undivided attention. I know you do. And you gave me 150,000% attention. Your cortisol was going down and your oxytocin was and your going dopamine's, up. oh, it's rising. <laughs> <laughs> but it was literally that first moment. And I think that energy lasted for a long time. It did. And, and it still lasted today. It's still going on, right? Girl. When you had arrived, I thought that you were this like very guarded, sophisticated, intelligent, fun man. That, um, was, that was my impression of you. Yeah. I'm brand for Scorpio. Yeah, I'm very on brand for Scorpio. And I found the most exciting part for us on the honeymoon phase that I saw you really open up to me. Reveal myself. Reveal yourself was when you would come over and there was like, 
some candles or the, I said we were going to plan this cute date and we we're going to go somewhere else or we we're going to go to Universal Studios or let's go to Malibu and do a random road trip. I felt like those were the moments for us that helped to take us to the next level. Yeah, 100%. When you meet someone new, a lot of the times your friends are like, well, hey, don't forget about me. I'm still in your life. I'm still a valuable person. And a lot of times you shut them out because During the you're honeymoon in this phase. Like, nesting period. You're in the bubble. You're, you're on the love bubble. Yep. And it happens to so many people. It happened to us. It happens to yeah. really anyone that you know, find someone that they're really into. People can block people out for like a long, the whole honeymoon phase really. And then when it breaks up, they're like, hi, remember me? No, bitch. Who are you? Bye yeah. girl. Yeah. Especially if you like miss important events and you miss their birthdays. You, or you go completely MIA. Yeah. yeah. And that's really hard because then you have to like reconnect with your friends and apologize for some of the behavior that you might have. Correct. But at the same time, that's also what kind of brings you out of that honeymoon phase potentially mm -hmm. too early. Because a lot of friends will say, or a lot of people who are a little bit, you know, pessimistic or a little bit jaded. Wow. Because they've been you know, hurt or they've gone through an experience, obviously, as most of us have. Yeah. Where they'd be like, oh, well, remember... It's a honeymoon phase. It doesn't last Nothing forever. forever. Like, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, she'll be back, bitch. Like, huh. I think X, Y, Z and I'm never going to last. Yeah. That energy can make people obviously become stronger together because that's kind of like they're beating the odds. They're like, mm. no, fuck it. And like, I'm going to actually prove these people wrong. Correct. We've spoken a lot about the positives of the honeymoon phase, right? But what are the signs when someone is feeling like the honeymoon phase is kind of fading out. It's the end. It's the it's end. It's a cliff. It's ahead. No yeah. more honey. Yeah. There's no more honey in the pot. Okay. You're not as excited when you see each other. Mm -hmm. You notice that. You get into more conflict. There's more fighting. Maybe you're a little bit more irritable and you have less patience. You don't spend as much time together or you don't make enough effort to do small dates, dates or go out. Like, and it's not just about saving money. Like say you're saving money and you wanna just like make dinner at home and watch Netflix. You can create those moments at home. It doesn't mean you have to go out on a date. But maybe you're not even making an effort to do something a little bit romantic right. or a little bit more extra, right. a little bit more something special. Uh -huh. And those things just become more and more frequent and the biggest sign is time. And we all have different love languages, but one of the biggest ones for everyone is physical touch or at least Intimate. making quality time, mm. right? And mm. if you maybe met someone and got married and then had a kid, like you don't have a lot of time to hold on to that honeymoon phase as long because you have other responsibilities, you have other stress, you have work, right. everything plays in, but that is definitely the major signs where you're like, oh, I wonder why we went from this to that. It's like literally maybe because you don't spend as much time together. You're not valuing each not other. Not attentive. Yeah. And it's just like we would constantly be buying each other little gifts, doing little dates, doing little, you know. Staycations. Staycations. And it came to a point where we had to have a conversation. We're like, we're spending so much money. We're hemorrhaging cash. We don't have the money to spend because we're just constantly doing all these romantic, fabulous We're getaways. doing fun things, yeah. And we had to get creative on how to do things that didn't cost money. You know, So we got creative by sitting on the couch and watching RuPaul's Drag Race. Yeah. And Housewives. <laughs> and, and eating a popcorn. And you know what's free? What's free? Unless you have to buy lube. Oh. It's sex. Sex you know, is free. Intimacy is intimacy free. Intimacy is free. So it's like you hold on to that intimacy. The best things in life are free. So I don't know. I am not a sex therapist, but if you can't go out and spend lots of money and you can't go out and do lots of different things, just have more sex. Wow. Man. Can I get a game in? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So before we get into the 
ways that you can keep this honeymoon energy alive. Okay. I have a fun new segment for us to do, which is going to replace this week's Only Whispers. And this game is called For Love or Money. Always for money. (laughs) In the spirit of Valentine's Day this week, we wanted to play a little game where we're each going to take turns reading out scenarios to each other. And Daniel is going to guess what I would do in each scenario. And I will guess what Daniel will do in each scenario. And these scenarios you need to choose. Would this person do it for love or for money? All right. All right. So you inherit $1 million, mm-hmm. but there's a catch. You must marry someone chosen by the benefactor within a year. Do you search for love in time or do you just marry someone for the money? So mm-hmm. I'm going to say that you're going to just marry for the money. Absolutely. That's not even a, that's not even a hard one. That's so easy for me. <laughs> Absolutely. Million dollars involved. It's for the money. Next, your dream job offer in another country conflicts with your partner's recent dream job acquisition locally. So I'm doing what I've always dreamt to do and you get this amazing, incredible offer. Okay. And let's make this real. Let's make this, this is our real life. This is us, right? All right. Do you prioritize your career for the money and move or your relationship and stay for love? Oh, can you give me what the job is? (laughs) You are the A-list star of a major Hollywood production that is going to set your career on fire in the Marvel universe of action films. All right. Well, you have to guess first. You're going to move and take this job in the movie and and I'm definitely supporting you. That is actually right, Henny. Pack your bags, girl. We're off to Hollywood. Oh, $20 million contract. Let's go. Yeah, basically. Sorry. Now it's your turn. You are on the hot seat. Single Garrett in Hollywood, living your most creative self. Would you accept the offer for a million dollars and join a throuple relationship? Or would you accept the new Tinder request from a random guy you have no idea about for love? Oh, I'm taking the money. You're taking the throuple. Yeah, I'll go throuple money. Really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't get to answer that one. I think that was a, a, a it was my, yeah. But, that was a, are you shocked? <laughs> I'm shocked. Yeah. No, because A. A million dollars is life changing money. New experience. Give me the money. Opening the money. It doesn't work. You're opening I get money to doors. keep the money, right? Yeah. I gave it a go. It didn't work. I kept the money. And maybe you might find love in that throuple with one of them anyway. Nah, I'm taking the money anyway. <laughs> but I'll give it a go. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, it's fun for the moment. My you parents, got the money. Yeah, you can every, buy your parents a nice house. Uh, yeah, they'll, they'll be happy because they got the nice house in Palm Springs. And then you can meet me. Thanks. And then we make, done. Thank you. <laughs> okay, here's a very complicated scenario. All right, give it to me. I'm a strategic master. Okay, so you were dating someone for a very long time. You had a great relationship with them, but it just fizzled out over time. And mm. they just kind of disappeared. All right. Right? And I know then, where this is going. Then you meet someone new and you have this new relationship and it's kind of just starting. It has lots of promise and you're really excited about where it's headed. And all of a sudden, this old flame comes back into your life and they are loaded. They are rich. They show up in their Rolls Royce. They're ready to take you back. They say, I'm so sorry. I should have never let you go. Come with me on my magic carpet ride back to 
The Bird Street in, in West Hollywood. Yes. <laughs> Do you go back to your ex who has lots of money or... Do you stay with the new person in your life that has lots of promise and who knows what's going to happen in the future? Yikes. Well, you have to guess first. I think once you're done, you're done. And they did something to, to kind of like you move on and you're not going to take the money. You're going to say, bye, get lost. Well, I'm in a pickle here and I am torn between my head and my heart. Yes. I really am. This is a good one. What would and, you guys do at home? What would you do? Okay. Tell, him, tell me what you'd do. Be yelling at me right now through your phone or through your car, wherever you're listening to this. But I am going to... Who's he going to choose? I'm going to go for the new guy. The new guy? I am. So I'm done with the, the other old flame, one. bye-bye. Yeah. Ain't no money. Can uh, pay me off Ain't no money can you. buy this body. Ain't no money can buy this opulence. There you go. And that brings us to the end of For Love... Or money. Speaking of love or money, listen. The honeymoon phase is going to be filled with money and lots of love. A lot of money. You're going to have lots of money and lots of love, hopefully. But let's be honest, there are going to be also some tips and tricks that you're going to need to get through that honeymoon phase. And my first piece of advice would be communication. Yeah. Remember, a closed mouth never gets fed. So Ensure that you are always speaking your mind, speaking your truth, and have really good, clear communication with your partner. As Nigel Battle said last week, sit them down and have a conversation. Yeah, talk it out. I talk mean, it communication, out. I definitely know, is the most important thing because you can, you can only know what someone really wants or needs by hearing them out and listening and you can only tell someone what you need by telling them. Yeah, <laughs> like, absolutely. You, you can't just be like, ex- you can't be sitting there expecting this person to walk in with a bouquet of flowers and book a date and take you on this wild adventure. When they don't know. When they don't know that's exactly what you're wanting in this moment. Correct. And you need to actually continue to date each other, to explore new opportunities, new adventures, new experiences. Yes. It's like taking on different types of activities where you challenge one another, you challenge yourself, you learn more about who you are and who the other person is. Reinvent your couplehood. Go back to those first early dates where you had those fun moments with one another that bring you that high, that bring you that rush. I always love going back to California and I always love going back to Los Angeles with Garrett because I feel like that was where we met. It's such a, it's such a pivotal moment for us in our relationship and in our marriage. And I love going back there because it brings back all the feels and it's Mm. a moment for us to reflect on how far we've come from when we met on that very first date. Yeah. And this may not be so sexy, but it's strategy and it's, really keeping a routine and also creating some kind of pre-plan. Like if you know something is fading, you need to put it in the schedule. You need to plan it. You need to make time for it. Yeah. So I know like something that we do is like, we just have a very specific routine that we we stick to. And we're creatures of habit where we like to do the very specific things that we like to do when we do them. Plan to be intimate. Plan to have a small date night. Plan to have moments with one another where you're actually investing in each other. Check in once a week, maybe just have a Sunday sit down and you're just kind of learning more about that person and getting to know what's going on in their life and actually asking, are you happy? Are you feeling what I'm feeling? Like, how are you emotionally 
connected to me right now? Absolutely. Am I pissing you off? Am I doing everything right? Like it's just that check-in. And again, back to communication. As we wrap up today's episode on the honeymoon phase and how to keep it alive, be sure to chase that euphoric feeling and get those oxytocin and dopamine levels pumping on up. The honeymoon phase doesn't last forever. It can come back. It can come and go as it has for us. But at the same time, it takes a strategy. It takes work. And you do have to put in the extra effort when you start to see the signs that it's declining a bit. It's okay for your honeymoon phase to not stay in that phase forever. There are going to be different moments and different phases of your relationship. And there's different depths and different connections and whole other things to experience with one another. So until next week, keep building the vibrant life you want by owning your authentic self.